What a groovy, groovy show we got today, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. Hey, everybody, this is Harlan Williams. You are rolling all the way down the Harlan Highway. Well, not all the way down. You'll never get to the end of it. It's it's infinite. I'm sorry, but it just goes forever. But I'm um, glad you're here nonetheless. That's like three words rolled into one. None, and then the, and then less. Nonetheless. Are you allowed to do That's like a granola bar of words. Are you allowed to roll words together like that to create one word? Anyways, I digress nonetheless. Suddenly I'm... Uh, Dr. Seuss. I digress nonetheless, for I shop at Payless. What a show today. We are going to unveil the mystery of a Beatles song. Uh, There's a world famous uh, portion of a Beatles song that um, we are going to pull the lid off of and uh, figure out. And then uh, I'm going to read you an email I got from one of these email scam artists that was pretending to be one of my friends. And boy, oh boy, I get fired up about that, man, because it's just annoying and it's deceitful, kind of like being here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harland Highway. Hey-oh! I will find you. My mom always said, you can't handle the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Many years of therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harland Highway. You never know what you're going to get. It's the Holland Highway. Like a dog. There it is. There it is. Uh, that famous opening chord at the beginning of one of the most famous Beatles songs. That pachang, fishlang. Um, it's coincidentally the same, uh, sound you get when you pronounce my stunt show that I do on my YouTube channel, Fishlang. Fishlang! Um, but interesting little way to kick off the show. I caught this thing on the internet, um, about, uh, the, the genesis of that opening chord which uh, I guess a lot of people feel is the most famous chord in the world or note or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not musically inclined. I'm, not, I'm musically challenged. I don't know what chords are and notes and trifectas and intergalactic scatterlogical skittle bobbles. See? Me not know stuff. Others know. Oh, oh. Um... But anyways, there's a there's a uh, in case you were wondering, and I thought this was kind of interesting because it's one of those things you know you kind of don't think about, but once you hear it, it's actually a little bit fascinating. At least it was to me, so I thought I'd pass it on to you, players, all the players out there. Thought I'd pass it on. Oh hell no! Um, 
There's a guy named Randy Bachman who's the uh, front man for a uh, a Canadian band called BTO, Bachman-Turner Overdrive. And they do that song, Taking Care of Business. Every day I've been taking care of business, to name a few of their big hits. Um, so this guy's a veteran musician. He's a, he's a guy who's been around. And I guess he got the opportunity to uh, go to London and visit the Beatle archives and uh, unravel the mystery of that famous opening chord. And uh, let's listen to him tell the story of uh, how the Beatles came up with what he claims is uh, one of the most famous guitar sounds in the world. Take a listen. Okay, the most famous chord ever on a 12-string guitar. This is the one chord that everyone around the world knows. Now, Denise and I were in London last year. A wonderful thing happened. I got an email from Giles Martin, who's George Martin's son. Giles Martin invites us into the studio. So we go to Abbey Road Studio, and it's like the suite. No one else can get in there. He says to us, I have all the Beatles source tapes. They've all been put in here. What, in a computer, in Pro Tools. What do you want to hear? I think about it for a while and I say, well, there's been a lot of argument and speculation. And I know guys have written little books on it. The first chord of Hard Day's Night. What is the first chord? He said, okay, I'll let you hear it. So he put up one track at a time. Because when you hear it all at once, it's like, bang. It's like the greatest thing to hear all at once. I heard the first chord. It was George on a 12-string, just like this, and it's an F chord. But you put a G on top, and you put a G on the bottom, and you put a C next to that G. Now, I said, and put on Paul's bass. What, what note was Paul playing? Paul's playing a D on the bass, and John's rhythm guitar was a D chord with a sus4, which means it got a G note on it. So now listen to this. We only did this yesterday, and it just blew me away. One, two, three, four. Look at fantastic. Woo! Here we go. One, two, three, four. It's been a hard day's night. Sing along. Working like a dog. What kind of dog? I think you, you work when you work like a dog. What kind of dog do you work like? Because there's a lot of working dogs. There's like I, I think of huskies on the Iditarod, like the dog sled dogs. Those dogs are working, man. Okay, those dogs are wor- they're running through the ice and the snow and fighting polar bears. Most dogs are laying around at the at your feet, chewing on a milk bone. Um. You know, sitting by a crackling fireplace on their doggy bed, sitting on your nice warm lap, getting a rub down. Maybe seeing eye dogs, service dogs, police dogs. Those are working dogs. The rest of you dogs, you lazy bastards. Yeah, you too. Up yours. Um. So anyways, there you go. There's that famous, famous note. And uh, talking about being out of the loop musically, I mean, did you hear all that talk? Yeah, it's an F chord uh, followed up by a G flat there with a a 9-volt 26 B string. Uh, Reverse it up there with a uh, 
treble clef uh, C sharp there, eh? It's like, what? I don't know how to make music. I'd have better luck mixing up an, an, an atom bomb. Um, but I thought that was a little interesting piece of musical trivia. I, you know, I, 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 as much as I, I like the story and the excitement around it, the way the guy articulated it, you could tell he was jazzed, but he went a little bit overboard with the guitar nerd thing at the end. Like after he played it himself, remember he, he played the note himself and he's like, oh man, isn't that amazing? Oh my God. He's like Barney at the Homer Simpson's uh, pub. Oh my God. He played it. Oh, he played the Beatles note. Hi, hi Homer. Uh, oh my goodness. Sounds more like Grover, really, doesn't it? <laughs> but listen, listen how kind of nerdy he gets after uh, he plays the uh, the big note. The guy just won a lottery or something. It's a little note there, dude. It's kind of hilarious. I, look, I, I actually I like the guy's passion. We should all be so lucky that we have passion in life for the simplest things. You got you got to figure if this guy's got that much passion for a note, he's probably got a lot of passion for life, which is enviable. I, I think. Uh, you know, how many of us in our daily routine find passion in such small little things? I, I actually love that. But it, it also strikes me as funny how how amused and, and how entertained and the value us humans put on things. Did you hear the crowd going, woo, everyone's clapping over a guy going, pching, after over a guitar note? That's kind of... It's a little bit pathetic, but I guess that's the beauty of being human, the, the silly little things that that stir people's hearts, that inspire us, that make us stand up and cheer, to make us go, fantastic? yeah, guess that's what life's all about, the notes, the notes in life. It's all the little notes in life that create beautiful songs. Wow, I like that. How about that? That was pretty fantastic, don't you think? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Woo! <laughs> so there you go. A little bit of uh, rock and roll history. And, uh, you know, kind of thought you might uh, get a little dig on on uh, hearing about the, uh, the uh, beginnings of that famous moment. From the Beatles. It's been a hard day's night. Sing along. Like a dog. <laughs> Interesting uh, afterthought, though. Um, I wonder if, because, you know, that song by the Beatles, it's been a hard day's night. And then he, the lyrics go, you know I work all day. To make you money, to buy you things. And the whole song is really about working. 
and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, cut to the 70s, Randy Bachman from BTO, he does that whole song, I've been taking care of business every day. I get on the subway and I drive to, or whatever it is. I don't know the lyrics. I told you I don't know music. But if you listen to Taking Care of Business, it's all about a guy slugging his ass to work and coming home every day to make money. And I just put the two together and thought, I wonder if the Beatles had a little influence on you there, Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. Maybe had a little influence on your music there, eh? I don't know. It's possible, man. They're both great songs. So, you know, who cares? Who cares, man? Who effing cares, man? Um, Hey, I want to read. Here's something uh, you should care about. I got to read this to you. This is a crazy email I got. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten one of those uh, fraudulent uh, con artist letters um, from uh, from some of these scam artists that, that peruse the internet like losers. They got nothing better to do. So they, they try to scam people on the internet, try to get money out of them, and... Um, and what's even more disheartening is you got to figure for these guys to keep doing this um, that uh, somebody must be sending them money. There must be idiots out there like, oh, really? You're trapped in a Turkish prison and you have no money and you need money for a hot chocolate and a blanket because you're chilly. Let me send you $40,000, you poor little angel. Oh, Oh, so so sad. Let it, let us get you some money to that South African address. We'll send you some some money to Guam. So here it is. Out of nowhere, I get a letter. Let's just say I won't say my friend's name, but let's just say Joe, my friend Joe. And to give you the backstory, Joe is a professional writer. He's a seasoned writer. He's a television writer. He's written books. He's That's what he does for a living. He's like 50 years old. He's been writing his whole life, his whole professional career. He's a writer. I collaborated with, uh, air quotes, Joe on a Disney show that I'm producing and creating uh, right now. And... Um, and uh, I met Joe through the good folks at Disney, and uh, we wrote a pilot together, a blah, blah, blah. And so the guy's a writer. That's what he does. So out of the blue, I get this at 6 in the morning. I get an email from Joe, and the heading says, Sad Situation, dot, 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 dot. Then his name, his full name. And here comes the email. I'll read it to you, verbatim. It was difficult and terrible experience of me writing you this mailt. He spelt mail with a T on the end of it. And there's no apostrophe in the S. It was difficult and terrible experience of me writing you this mailt, period. I could not inform everyone about my trip to brackets 
London United Kingdom for a program because it was impromptu. Okay, I guess Joe went to United Kingdom for a program. How many of you have been out traveling the world on a program lately? The program was successful, but my journey has turned sour when I got mugged at a gunpoint. <laughs> Not I got mugged at gunpoint. I got mugged at a gunpoint. Honey, pull over. It looks like there's a gunpoint at the side of the road. Shall we stop in and see? Oh, yes, it looks like a lovely gunpoint. It's kind of like an overlook where you pull out and you... Look at the scenery. You look at the vast expanse of countryside, rolling hills and vistas. Except here it's a pull-out gunpoint. You pull off the side of the road and someone points a gun at your head. Jeez. The program was successful. My journey has turned sour when I got mugged at a gunpoint and all my valuables were stolen. Brackets, cash, credit cards, and phone where I went for sightseeing before leaving to the airport since my return flight is in few hours. What is he, the Incredible Hulk now? Okay, and this is in brackets except he only puts one bracket. There's a bracket at the beginning and then there's no bracket at the end of the sentence. So all my valuables were stolen, one bracket, cash, credit cards, and phone, where I went for sightseeing before leaving to the airport, and no punctu- no, no grammar, no punctuation in here. This is just one run-on sentence. Cash, credit cards, and phone, where I went for sightseeing before leaving to the airport since my return flight is in few hours. Isn't that how the Hulk talks? Hulk going to crush you. Hulk not like. Leaving to the airport since my return flight is in few hours. Maybe you should have taken the A from mugged at a gunpoint and stuck that A in my return flight is in a few hours. And again, no, no bracket on the end. Luckily, I had my passport in my hotel room to get me home. Okay. It was a terrible experience. I need your help financially to get back home. Well, didn't you just say, luckily, I had my passport in my hotel room to get me home? And then in the next sentence, it was a terrible experience. I need your help financially to get back home. Are you home or aren't you, dude? Are you still at a gunpoint? I say, look at the sunset. Could you please place that pistol on my temple while the sun goes down? What a fabulous gunpoint, darling. I need to settle some outstanding hotel bills and also take a cab to the airport. But you're already home, dude. I have contacted my bank. And by the way, aren't there shuttles to the airport? I'm sure if you went to the concierge and say, look, look, mate, I just got mugged at gunpoint, okay? 
I was out touristing around. My plane leaves in 45 minutes. You got a shuttle to the airport? Oh, yes, Mr. Joe. Of course we do. Do you mind if I put a gun to your face while we drive there? I have contacted my bank, but the best they can do is to mail a new card, which will take two to three days to get here. Western Union transfer is the fastest option to wire the funds to me. Please let me know if you can help me out. I promise to make the immediate refund when I get home. And I is lowercase. He forgot that when I stands alone, it's a capital letter. I promise to make the immediate refund when I get home. Best regard. I think that's plural, dude. Best regards. Who says best regard? Joe. So there's there's the very, very uh, well-written, well-crafted... Uh, correct grammar, punctuation, and spelling of a seasoned professional writer writing to all his friends. I'm looking at the email. It says, to undisclosed recipients, meaning that they've hacked into this guy and they're sending this email to everyone on his email list. Okay, and here's the real kicker. Joe is not a buddy that I call up every weekend. Joe is a work acquaintance that I'm working on one project with, that the work we did together probably ended over a year ago, and now we are working with the the work we've already done together is already in place, and now we are proceeding with the project, but our time together sitting down and writing came to an end a year ago. And we were guys that are friends. We're work friends. Joe isn't a guy that I socialize with or talk to or I don't know about his family. I don't know about his friends. I don't know about his sex life. I don't know next to nothing about Joe. So I'm not the type of guy that Joe would reach out to if he was stranded in Tibet. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. Quite the quite the fraudulent letter. I mean, sounds like this thing was not written by a professional writer. It sounds like the Incredible Hulk or uh, Rain Man. Maybe Rain Man, uh, you know, sent me the letter. Well, let's try this again as Rain Man. Yeah, it was difficult and terrible experience of me writing you this melt. Yeah. I could not inform everyone about my trip. He had a London United Kingdom course for a program because it was impromptu. The program was successful, yeah, but my journeys turned sour. Yeah, when I got mugged at gunpoint, all my valuables were stolen. Got to see Charlie Babbitt. Got to see Judge Wapner. Brackets, cash, credit cards, and phone. Where, of course, I went for sightseeing before leaving to the airport since... My return flight is in a few hours. Of course, luckily, I I had my passport in my hotel room to to get me home. Yeah, I like to drive slow on the driveway. Yeah, yeah, it was a terrible experience. Of course, I I need your help financially to get back home so I can have my cheese balls and watch Judge Wapner. Of course, 
I need to settle some outstanding hotel bills and also take a cab to the airport. I, I've contacted my bank, of course, but the best way I can do it is mail new cards, which will take, of course, two to three days. i got to be home at five o'clock. To, I'm an excellent driver in the driveway. Western Union's... Anyways, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but best regards, Rain Man. Yeah. Get the point? And to those idiots that write this stuff, go to hell. Get a life, man. Frig. It pisses me off that there's people in the world that wake up every morning, put their shoes and socks on, and this is their effort in life. Well, it's another day. I think I'll try and rip someone off. I think I'll try and, uh, you know, dupe the world. I think I'll try and uh, take somebody's hard-earned money. Screw them over, not just take their money, but once they find out it's been taken, make them feel horrible, make them feel used and abused. Yeah, I think I'll just fuck everyone over today. That's my job. That's why God put me on the earth. I'm a parasitic piece of garbage. Oh, and then later I'll go to dinner and kiss my girlfriend and go to a movie and I'll buy my girlfriend roses with the money that I stole from other people. I'm such a classy piece of garbage. You know, get a life. I don't want to sound violent, but I almost wish they'd just find these people, hang them up, and shoot them. There's a lot of people in the world. Wouldn't the world just be so nice if we just got rid of the garbage? Forget human rights, and people can be rehabilitated, and oh, they were in a bad spot, and well, they didn't know any better. They're just humans. Go to hell. You know how hard everybody works to get by every day? There's scumbags like this. Hang them up and shoot them. I'm not going to miss them, are you? I don't care about their history, their lineage, their family tree. They effed up. You were born into this world. You can be bad or you can be good. Oh, you want to be bad? Goodbye. Boom. Let's pull you out to a gunpoint. Yes, let's pull him out to the gunpoint and be rid of the scumbag. Excellent, darling. May I pull the trigger or would you like to? Let's both do it. I just loathe these people, man. They just make life miserable for everybody. They they cause us to have to buy insurance and and feel unsafe and look over our shoulder and be paranoid and worry about bad things happening to our children and our grandparents. Just shoot the people, man. Yeah, it's violent and it's it's base. But don't you want to walk to your parking lot at night in your underground garage and just know, I'm going to get to my car and drive in it and go to the ice cream store. How many of you walk to your car going, I hope there's no one hiding in between those cars over there and are going to jump out and knife me to death? These are the dickwads that create that world we live in. I don't know why everyone's so sympathetic to them. All they do is, you know, when a mosquito lands on your arm and starts sucking your blood, what do you do? You smash it. Blood everywhere. I got no use for you, mosquito. You're, you're a parasite sucking my blood. It hurts when you prick me with your big, long needle nose. 
I got no time for you. You don't serve any purpose in my life. You're an annoyance. Boom. And if shooting people's too hard, we should have a bug spray. We should have, like, off. We should be able to cover ourselves in off, or better yet, a big can of fuck off. So when you go out into the world, all these scumbags can't affect you. Well, I'm off to work, honey. (laughs) Don't forget the fuck off, Charles. Don't worry, honey. I'm covering my whole body with fuck off. (laughs) Oh, excellent, Charles. You should have a smashing day. Yes, darling, I will. I'm thoroughly coated in fuck off from head to toe. Excellent. Don't forget to go to the underground garage, darling. Oh, don't worry. I'll take my time and do baby steps. No one's going to knife me covered in fuck off. I've got three cans of fuck off all over me. Excellent, darling. (laughs) Oh, God. So sad. So very, very sad. So there you go. Little, little cheesy email. Taking care of business. Um, and speaking of taking care of business, um, I want to, I want to do a little business here with you guys. I want to, I want to tell you about a great product. Um, TiVo. Do you have TiVo? Um, I want you to, uh, to check out TiVo if, if it's something you, you dig. Um, here's my little pitch. Okay. Before TiVo, Watching TV was hard. You could only watch a show at a certain time, and if you missed it or you missed part of it, you had to wait for it to go into reruns before you could see it again. And then TiVo came along and changed all that. And while there are other DVPs, um, they're not as good as TiVo. Because if you have cable, TiVo lets you watch your shows wherever you want. You can watch them on your iPad, around your house. You can transfer them to other devices. You can watch them on an airplane. You can watch them in the dentist's office. You can watch them in the bathroom at the airport. Okay? TiVo searches both cable and the web to find any movies, any show, any video at the press of a button. Netflix, Hulu, uh, Plus, Amazon, YouTube. Now, those are just kind of like channels on your TV. But with the TiVo Mini, one TiVo box works on a second TV. From the couch to the kitchen, from the minivan to 35,000 feet, TiVo makes TV about 1,000 times better. And if you if you uh, go to TiVo, use this pre-vo, pr- uh, promo code ATC, and you will uh, you will be benefited with some uh, bonus discount uh, stuff. Go to TiVo.com and uh, put in the promo code ATC. And yes, indeed, you will be. Uh... No, it's this isn't a scam. No, this isn't. No, 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 no. This is real. This isn't a, a cheesy email. I'm not trapped in a Turkish prison. Um, but TiVo was nice enough to give me a little bit of sponsor money, which is something I don't usually get. And, uh, so I told them I'd, uh, give them a shout out for a couple of shows here. So, and TiVo is a product that I've had in my life and I actually really like it. So I'm not just one of these guys, uh, 
give me some money and I'll uh, I'll uh, pimp your product. I actually do really stand behind the TiVo. It's fantastic. So if you don't have it, check it out. Um, and uh, what else can I tell you, gang? Um, if you want to check me out, I will be at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose Boulevard in Los Angeles on uh, Saturday, September 7th, which is going to be a blast. And then uh, you can check me out in Chicago at the Schomburg Improv in Chicago, uh, Thursday, September 12th through the 15th. That's going to be a sweet show. And then later on in September, uh, September 19th to the 22nd, I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee, doing stand-up comedy there. Check my uh, website, harlemwilliams.com. Go to the stand-up link, and you will uh, get all the pertinent information. Also, feel free to peruse the uh, Harland, uh, harlandwilliams.com store where we have CDs and DVDs and movies and T-shirts and artwork and all kinds of great stuff to keep you laughing, man. It's important to keep you laughing. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm uh, taking care of business. It's been a hard day's night. Um, and what else can I tell you? Uh, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. Uh, you can uh, join that. You can subscribe to that. If you go to harlowilliams.com, just click on the subscription and we'll be sending you, uh, funny videos all the time. Fashlang is up there. There'll be a new episode of Fashlang up there by the time you listen to this. My crazy stunt show. Just all kinds of stuff, man. Really sexy stuff. So that's it. That's our show for today. Uh, hope you had a good time. Skurgle Blaggins and Fladungle Glungans. And uh, thanks for being here. Look forward to the next one. And until next time, my friends, chicken chow mein, baby. One, two, three, four. Look at fantastic. Here we go. One, two, three, four. It's been a hard day.